have you ever played Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> I know there's a lot of non-gamers that listen to this podcast, but hear me out. Like, you've probably seen the news stories about how graphic and violent this game was. But Grand Theft Auto, realistically, like San Andreas or Vice City or any of the new ones like GTA 4, this was some crazy stuff to get in the hands of teenagers. Like, honestly, like, you go down, drive through the sidewalk, murdering a bunch of people, kill people. There's prostitutes, adult workers in the game and everything. Like... There was a bunch of just dark and gritty stuff in this world, in this environment. And one of the most interesting things about the game was that in the beginning, you're doing all of these. In the beginning, you're doing all of these side jobs, right? Trying to build up money so you can buy your guns, do your haircuts and buy new cars. And it's really rewarding to get these jobs so you can unlock the next thing. But by the end of the game, you literally have more money than God himself. Like you are just balling more money to do with. You can buy, you have way more money than you actually need. And um, it kind of just breaks down the world and the experience. Cause it's not as rewarding doing the task anymore. Axie infinity is a game that it seems almost like it's been molded by a PhD Economists. Every aspect of the game's financial system is thought about. And what's more interesting about this game, Axie Infinity, that you've probably never heard of, is right now it's paying people $500 every month in like USD dollars to play it. Like, let's, let's get hear that again. $500 a month, you can do it super efficiently and play for only like two or three hours a day or an hour and a half if you're really, really efficient. But $500 a month and USD dollars to play a video game. Now, know what you're saying, $500 a month, that's nice. That's like $6,000 a year. But like, what what is that? I mean, for all of you rich unique investors out there, there's some people where $6,000 a year is absolutely game-changing it's so game-changing matter of fact there's a lot of people in developing countries who are playing axie infinity who are actually like living off of it and use it to buy their real life house um so once you hear that you can make you know six thousand dollars in a game the first thing you must be thinking about is like this must be a scam right like there's no way to actually do that, right? Well, let me enter you into the world of play-to-earning games through the blockchain. Hi, this is Fly Stewie. This is the Uneducated Investor Podcast, the podcast where we connect investing to pop culture. If you love the show, feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes because that's how we grow. Now let's get better at investing together. So this game, Axie Infinity, it's like Pokemon, but a Pokemon game where you can play it and you earn money. You earn in-game currency that can be translated to money in real life. You can make around 20 bucks a day, which is like $600 a month. 
And a lot of people are really making some substantial amounts of paper playing this game. Now, how does it work? Essentially, you buy NFTs, non-fungible tokens, one of one collectibles, online, digitally authenticated. You buy them and you use those to battle other people online. Now, these NFTs, they're like Pokemon, so they all come with four different moves. And if you get the right NFT combination and you get really good at the game, you can really get up the ranks, make a bunch of moolah beating people, and that's how you make your money back. Now, what's interesting about this game is it's one of those games where, you like, realistically, like any any game you really follow, a lot of them have, like, really high boom and bust cycles. You know, Fortnite, at the peak of its user base, was just raking in the dough, raking in the money. They're doing $100 million tournaments, and it's almost like every single person and their parents knew about Fortnite. You know, a couple years later, people still play, but um, the game's mechanics weren't sustainable. You see, the problem with a game like Fortnite was the skill gap was so high and you could get so ruthlessly good in the game. And because it was based on 100 people playing at the same time, it's really to skill-based match so, okay, so skill-based matchmaking is when, as the name sounds, you only play people based on their skill. It was really hard to make a skill-based matchmaking environment where all the new people in the game would only play other new people in the game so that they could build their skills up together. In Fortnite, there's people literally playing five hours of literally training every day to become the best Fortnite player. So. When the new people saw them, they had no chance, zero chance. And it wasn't a game that was easily accessible, easily um, learnable how to win. It had probably the most advanced mechanics of any game I've ever played in my life, which meant as a new person, you had zero chance of winning and zero chance of really having fun in their core game element. With Axie Infinity, one of the things that Axie Infinity has to solve or has solved is one, the game's really fun. Honestly, it's battle mechanics. I would say is almost a funner version of Pokemon. I know it sounds blasphemous, but it, that's how it feels so far. Maybe the newer, I haven't really played the newer Pokemon games. Maybe they have implemented a lot of things that this one does, but it's really fun in that aspect. And it's solved the GTA problem. So what's the GTA problem? A lot of games, it's really hard to make an economy where earning money doesn't get inflated or underinflated. You know, there's games like NBA 2K where, you know, you're doing in-game, you know, the in-game storyline to earn your XP to get your guy more leveled up. But because the game makers want you to spend money, they make it so like winning games and playing the in games, it's impossible to level up your guy. It's just so much faster if you buy the XP from the store, right? With Axie Infinity, it has the perfect balance of, hey, these in-game cryptocurrency tokens that you earn for playing the game, you can only make so much of them per day. And they actually have use cases within the game to incentivize you to spend more of them 
if you want to make more money in the future. Um, so with that being said, one of the interesting things about me playing this game, I've only played for, I've only known about it for maybe five days, played it for four days. Literally, as soon as I found out about it, I bought the game. Massive startup cost to buy three axes because the game exploded so much so far, even though you never heard of it. It cost me like 1500 Canadian. Um, that's a lot. That's like more, that's like two PS5s just to play this game. Um, I've made $90 so far, but you know, you're doing the math in your head. How long will it take me to earn back my money if I even earn back my money? Because like any cryptocurrency, uh, it's extremely volatile. Like these NFTs, they could be worth nothing. And realistically, this game relies a lot on the fact of now for its player base to really grow for you to actually return and make your money back. I mean, if it's like a game that basically comes in favor and falls out of favor, maybe like a, you know, um, a PUBG, you know, will my initial investment of 1,500 will be made back? Well, so far I'm optimistic because like right now I'm on pace to make $600 every month, which means I'd make my money back in three months. But it is a scenario where 1,500 is a steep cost. So I wouldn't advise it as an investment strategy if that's what you, if you don't have a thousand five hundred just to put it there and lose, it's very hard to say that this is a smart idea. However, from the first four or five days of playing it, I need to share with you my experience. I am so surprised. I am just so flabbergasted how that six hundred dollars that I make in my month, my first month, right? The in-game incentives to use that money in-game are so high that I don't even plan to withdraw it to go use on like groceries or investing in stocks. Like I plan to actually spend it within the game. Very shocking to me. Another thing is there's three founding members. One of them had like a history of like economics or something or history of like civilization like they got a guy that was like almost like an expert in fiscal and monetary policy to help produce the economic tokenomics of the game. Like how, like I'm sure all game developers are doing that, but him being one of the founding members, incredible. Picture the GTA game where you're, you know, you're buying a gun, you're getting your hair cut. Imagine if when you spent that money, instead of it going to, you know, the end, the non-playable character, the NPC, or just going to the, the game or whatever. It went to a real player receiving that money. And you could use that money to buy upgradables or whatever you want, or you could withdraw those points and then use them in the real world. How insane was that? Or for all my Fortnite players, Fortnite uses a currency called VC points. Imagine, you know, as you're earning VC points in your battle class, you can withdraw that for real money. Oh my God, absolute game changer. Um, the thing with Axie Infinity is that it has a balance and it has levers similar to the, you know, the Fed um, that it can pull and tweak to make sure that the, you know, the monetary policy within the game stays at a point where it incentivizes players to play. Um, they make a reasonable amount of money without actually breaking the game's dynamics so that, you know, P 
people are playing too little or playing too much or making too much money that the developers aren't making money. It's it's honestly the most genius thing I've ever seen. So um, I'm gonna keep my eyes on it. Um, maybe check it out, watch a couple of videos, see what you think about it. But all I know is that this seems like one of the most interesting ideas and a lot of people like myself who went the corporate world or went the professional route, have a professional job, um, and they can't justify playing video games anymore because they're just not making any money, it's not progressing their career. All of a sudden, that target demographic of all these rich people, not rich people, or people who are upper middle class, have a, a bunch of money, um, now are excited to play video games again because they're like, oh, if I play this game, um, I can make money on it, and eventually this can be a second source of income. Um, I'm down to do that uh, and get back into gaming. Um, I know that's what brought me to Fortnite, the ability to stream and make a source of income that way. I thought it was interesting, but now instead of um, a pay-to-win model, which you know this game kind of is pay-to-win, but it has now has a earn or play-to-earn model, which is like, hey, if you want to earn money, you can play a fun game and. What surprised me the most about this game was it was so fun. It was so fun. That's how I knew, you know, one, it was super fun. Two, it had really good in-game economics um, through the monetary policy. And um, three, it was built on the blockchain. So these are actual NFTs that you're fighting with. I saw this and I'm like, okay, this is definitely the future of gaming. And I can definitely see this taking off in the future. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes because, of course, that's how we grow. And let me know what you think. Do you think that earn to play or play to earn games are actually a thing that could happen? Is this Does this even make sense? Um, or do you think it's a all-right scam? I mean, it's kind of like a Ponzi scheme, right? You need a growing player base to keep the game growing, but um, is it worth a $2,000 to play any game? Um, let me know. It's at Flystone on Twitter. We, Flight Crew, have to take off. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. If you want to watch movies anywhere in the world, whether you're in the US and you want to watch UK movies, or if you just want a safe, reliable internet connection where you want to make sure that you're out on the go using Wi-Fi, but you don't want to have your data actually compromised when you're checking your investments, use NordVPN. It is the best, number one, most reliable VPN service out right now. It's the one that I actually personally use. And for all the flight crew listeners, we actually have a cool deal when we partner with VPN, uh, NordVPN. So click the show notes. It helps support the podcast and also gives you the sweet benefits of getting a fast, reliable VPN. So again, within the show notes, within the comments of this podcast, you'll be able to see the NordVPN link. Click it there. It will help the show and give you that fast, reliable internet. Thanks, flight crew.